a summary of the Sikha. To begin the Sikha, it makes sense to uh, go through the three psukim about which the Sikha is. Pasuk Chof, Yaakov made a promise to say, If Hashem will be with me, and He will guard me, keep me safe on this road, upon which I walk, will give me food to eat, and clothing to wear. The next Pasuk, and I will return in peace to the home of my father. Hashem will be my God. The third Pasuk, this stone which I put up as a as a monument, will become a place for Hashem, a home to Hashem, a shul, let's say, and everything that you give me, I will give tithing to you. So on these psukim, the, the Mepharshim ask, how is it that Yaakov made conditions with Hashem? If you will give me food to eat and clothing to wear, then I will make a shul and I will give you miser. Does that make sense that Yaakov should make such a condition? So therefore they say, it's clear that it was the opposite. The goal of Yaakov was not to have food to eat and, and clothing to wear and so on and safety. The goal was to make a shul and to be and to give meiser and to serve Hashem, but he said to Hashem that if you want me to be able to do that, then you have to give me food and so on, so that I can I can be dedicated to serving you. The goal was to serve Hashem. So to understand what's going on a little better, we have to first ask uh, see um, an interpretation of at least one section of this. Um, of this, of these three psukim, which is the words Hashem Hashem will be to me a god. So there is a, a machlekes. There is a different way in which Rashi sees it, and the way the Ramban sees it. Rashi says Hashem is part of what Yaakov is asking from Hashem. Please be a god unto me, meaning to say you will keep me safe. My your name will be also extend to my children, that my children will not leave it, and so on. This is part of what Yaakov is asking of Hashem. The Ramban says that this is already part of what Yaakov is promising Hashem. Then uh, you will be a God unto me. So according to the way the Ramban sees it, the question is, why is Vahaya Hashem Lilalikim part of the Pasuk which begins and I will return in peace to my father's home, which is part of what Yaakov is asking of Hashem. If this is already going into what Yaakov is promising promising to Hashem, then it should have been part of the next Pasuk, which talks about this stone will become a play, gathering place to Hashem, and I will give you Miser. If it is what Yaakov intends to do for Hashem, it should have been part of the third Pasuk. Therefore, we must say that there is some connection between the Haya Hashem Lilu Lakim that is connected the Shafti Visholim Beves Avi and connected more to that part of the Pasuk rather than to the Eben Azois Hashasamti Matseva. There is some reason that it's connected to the earlier Pasuk. So, just as we see that what Yaakov promises Hashem is divided into two Psukim according to the Ramban. Because there two, there is something different about the two categories of things that he commits to Hashem. The same is true also for the things that he requests of Hashem. It is also divided into two psukim. 
the word beged lilbayish and keep me safe, and then there is v'shafti v'shalom al beis avi, which is in the second pasuk. So there must be a difference between those two as well. So that needs to be understood as well. So to understand it, Yaakov's going down, his descent into Choron, leaving Yisrael and going to Choron, which is outside of Yisrael, and not only that, but it's Charein Afshel Oilam, it's the place which in, engenders anger but, uh, from Hashem because the behavior there is immoral and so on. So he goes from Yisrael to the lowest place in the world, was Letzerach Aliyah, was in order to gain some elevation. Now, this elevation can be divided into three categories. First of all, the fact that he goes down into Choron, the fact that he was a good tzaddik in Eretz Yisrael is one thing, but that he's able to manage it in Choron, surrounded by Lavan, in Choron, which is in the Chatzlaar, it's Choron, in the home of Lavan, that makes him similar to the idea of a Baal which is on a higher level than a tzaddik, because even though he's surrounded by sin, he still keeps pure. The second elevation that Yaakov got was that's where he had his family, that's where he got married, that's where he had the, the Shvatim, and they were all raised perfectly, they all came out uh, tzaddikim. And then there is the third thing, which is that Yaakov was busy when he was in Choron raising sheep. That is symbolic of raising, of, of working with the world around you, bringing godliness into the world around you. And this brought this kind of avoda brought him to the way the pasuk describes it by and he flourished. Yaakov flourished greatly and more greatly. That's the kind of elevation he reached through working with the world around him with these sheep. And everything that the others do is, of course, a lesson to us as well. So we understand that this vayetsa Yaakov going from the holiness to the uh, to the to the Choron is also the Avoida of Abiyid. in fact this is described as the Rechaim says that this is um, symbolic, it's an analogy to the Neshama coming down into this world from a very holy place to a, being involved with a, a physical body and with the Nevesha Bahamis and the Yitzhahara even as well as the Yidin ha- leaving from Yisrael and going into Golis, it's a symbolic of both of those 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 two things so in those in the nimshol in the neshama coming down there is also the same idea of the aliyah the elevation that has to be accomplished on all those three levels the neshama when is it when it is in the heavens above it's like a tzaddik surrounded by holiness and so on it comes down into a neshama baguf into a nevesha bahamis which of course uh, conceal godliness. So over here, it's similar to a Balchuva, even though it does the Torah mitzvahs, but it does it in a way that it's a Balchuva. It has to rise above the uh, rise above the Guf and the Nevesh is to be able to do it. Also, when it comes down, it has the idea of multiplying pruervu that it, through Torah mitzvahs it brings more godliness and so on, much more than it was able to accomplish Lamaila. And the third thing is, by coming down here, it's able to accomplish to bring godliness into the physical world as well. And even when we talk about the accomplishment that the Neshama has in the world around it, there's a difference between, there's a greater element of it, level of it, when the mundane and personal life of the person is also dedicated to Hashem. 
there is a certain element that where that transcends even the elevation that comes about through fulfilling Torah and mitzvahs in this world. Because when you do it even in your own personal matters, you're bringing godliness even into the mata, to the very lowest elements, not just to the holy places of this world through Torah and mitzvahs, but even to the mundane, which is even lower than uh, Torah and mitzvahs, obviously. And the same could be said that this difference between fulfilling Torah and mitzvahs and all your mundane matters being done Lashem Shemayim, there is also a greater element than the first idea that we spoke about where the Neshama down here is similar to a Balchuvah. And the reason that it's greater in Kol Ma'asecha Lashem Shemayim is because when a Yid does Torah and mitzvahs, even if the Yitzhahara is interfering with your doing a mitzvah, but ultimately, when you finally get rid of the Yetzirah, you subdue the Yetzirah, the mitzvah that you do is the Nefeshelikis doing the mitzvah. The Yetzirah has no interest in being involved in the mitzvah and isn't involved in the fulfillment of the mitzvah. It's the Nefeshelikis, the godly soul, which is involved in the mitzvah. But when a Yid does, is involved in mundane matters, in eating, drinking, going about life, that is driven by the Nefesh Bahamis. So when you do it, L'Shem Shemayim, it's not only that you've sidelined the Nefesh Bahamis and now you're doing the mitzvah, even the Nefesh Bahamis, this is him doing your own personal matters. He's driving that agenda and he does it, and you do it, L'Shem Shemayim. So you're even elevating that the Nefesh Bahamis is involved in serving Hashem. Now, as great as doing your own personal matters, also L'Shem Shemayim is, there's no comparison to the third level, which is, when you work with the, when you elevate the world around you, the physical world around you, that is even greater than being about tshuva in, the ter- in terms of doing all your all your personal matters L'Shem Shemayim. And one of the explanations of why that is, is because when the Neshama expresses its connection to Hashem which comes out even deep, more deeply through tshuva than it does through ordinary doing, uh, fulfilling of Torah mitzvahs because when you do tshuva it means even though you were distant and the intensity of the connection between a yid and Hashem is so great that even when you committed a sin you're still capable of doing tshuva you're still interested in doing tshuva you're still able to do tshuva that brings out the intense connection between the neshama and Hashem but that only brings out that since the neshama has the nature, has the desire to be connected to Hashem, so what you're bringing out is the intensity of that desire. But that is all the, on the terms of the neshama. Because the neshama is intensely connected to Hashem, therefore it can do tshuva and so on. But that is limited to whatever the parameters of the neshama are. It cannot transcend itself. It's all based on its nature. But when the neshama is bent on elevating the world around it, the world around it has no nature to be connected to Hashem. To the contrary, the world comes from the word oilam helam, which means concealment. Hashem is concealed to the, to the world. So it has no nature of being connected to Hashem. Why then is it connected to Hashem? How do you create a dira? Because you illuminate, you reveal the fact that Hashem is so infinite that His, inf- that his unity 
extends even to the place which is bent on concealing him. So therefore, that connection is driven by Hashem's intensity, by the fact that Hashem can penetrate the world, and that is infinite. It's not limited by anything at all. So therefore, that connection that comes about through Dir B'tachtenim is even greater than bringing out the connection, the natural connection between the Neshama and Hashem. But the truth is that all of these great elevations which uh, happen to the Neshama as a result of coming down here, that isn't the ultimate purpose of the creation. That's not why the Neshama comes down into this world. The Neshama comes down not to, for its own personal growth. It comes down in order to accomplish the Avedah of Hashem, which is to make a Dirah not for its, the sake of the Neshama. It's for the sake of what Hashem needs it to do. So, so then why is it rewarded in such a way that it's elevated to these great levels because it goes without saying that Hashem wants to reward the Neshama for doing such a great Avaidah but on the other hand we find that it, it does say in certain places that the purpose that it's Bishvil HaAliyah that the Neshama comes down in order to gain the Aliyah that makes it seem as if that is the ultimate purpose of its coming down so how do you resolve those two uh, it is or it isn't the purpose of the neshama coming down so the explanation is at least in short we know that the reason why the, the atmos can only have its place be comfortable in tachtainim in the very lowest elements is because only in the lowest elements in, the, in, the, in this physical world can there be absolute and utter bittle in all these spiritual worlds in between here and Atmos, over there, each, everything, it, over there is full of Giluyim. Hashem is revealed there. So therefore, each level has a certain importance to itself. It understands godliness. It relates to godliness. So there isn't absolute bittle. It's only, it's as if nothing else existed. But it does exist because it has a certain comprehension of Hashem only in this world which is completely removed that doesn't have any recognition of Hashem at all here there is an absolute bittle here there is nothing else that exists except for Hashem so since the purpose of is to bring about a situation in which everything is completely and totally and utterly bottled so then the Aveda to reach that which we have to practice is also through this absolute and utter bittle similar to a simple servant that doesn't serve the king because he understands the qualities of the king he has no clue, no concept about the qualities of the king he just knows that the king is the master and that's why he serves it, serves him so also the neshama down here or in Olam Azeh we have no concept of the greatness of Hashem as they do in the uh, spiritual world we serve Hashem only because he is Hashem not because we understand levels of what his greatness is so according to this it comes out that both the Avoida of the Neshama in this world and the accomplishment of Dira B'dachtainim are this one and the same. The elevation which is reached to the Neshama by the Neshama by being, doing its Avoida in this world and the ultimate purpose of it which is Dira B'dachtainim both lead to the same thing which is absolute and utter bittle. So therefore it's not incorrect to say that it's Bishvil HaAliyah even though the purpose of the Neshama coming down is to accomplish Dir um, V'Tachtainim. 
but it, re- it accomplishes it through reaching that utter bitl, and therefore the reward, so to speak, the aliyah to the neshama is utter bitl, which is the same as so they're really synonymous with each other and therefore interchangeable, so to speak, with each other. Now we can understand the division of the psukim, the way they're divided, and the categories in both what, what Yaakov expects from Hashem and what he promises to give to Hashem. Yaakov's purpose, what he's looking for, is to be able to serve Hashem properly. That's divided into two separate categories. There is, in order for the neshama to gain its aliyah, its elevation, and then there is, to, in order to accomplish dirvatachtayin. So the psukim are divided according to that, to those lines. Hashem should be with me to help me to fulfill mitzvahs loises shmarani to keep me safe from negative things. shall give me bread to eat and clothing. That's talking about taira, which is compared to food, and mitzvahs which are compared to bread to garments. And then he goes on to say, "V'shafti b'shalom, and I shall return to my father's home." That is the idea of tshuva. V'shafti, I shall do tshuva. I should do tshuva. I should come back, reach the level also of tshuva, which is accomplished through serving Hashem through my own personal uh, endeavors by eating, drinking. The literal meaning of eating and drinking. And that's why that's divided into a separate pasuk, because this there is Torah mitzvahs as they are, the holy Torah mitzvahs, and then there is in the second pasuk the service which happens through Kol Masecha L'Shem Shemayim Abuchol Drachecha Da'eu. That leads to Vahoya Hashem Lilalikim, which is what you accomplish. That's the purpose of the of why we're here, which is. That is to me something that I can gain. The neshama has its elevation through this, and then from there it goes on to a higher level. And even this stone, the physical world, can be turned into a base of Akim, can be elevated to the uh, to a place, a gathering place for Hashem. That's why that's divided into two psukim. There is That's what the neshama gains, and then the next pasuk talks about. Which is the world being transformed, and that's why, since the ultimate purpose of the neshama coming down is not for its own personal gain, but rather for the second level. Therefore, which talks about the elevation of the neshama, comes in continuation to v'shafti v'sholim. That's connected to v'shafti v'sholim because, and not to heaven azayis, because the ultimate purpose of the neshama coming down is not about the neshama being elevated but about making the world into a dirivatachtayna that's why it's separated away into two separate psukim Hashem Lakim is connected to the shafti v'shalom el beis avi and then comes the higher level which is v'aven azais the Rebbe concludes with explaining why the difference between the way the Ramban sees it and the way Rashi sees it, the Rashi sees Hashem Kim is a part of what Yaakov wants, and the Ramban sees it as a part of what Yaakov is promising to Hashem. The reason is because the Ramban teaches also ideas of the 
higher ideas in his pirush for those people for for extraordinary people yaydechein. That's what he teaches to. So therefore, that is generally connected with giluyim, people that understand the greatness of Hashem. They're in. They they relate to the the greatness of Hashem. So therefore, they on that level, they on that level, the elevation of the neshama also plays an important role. But Rashi, who speaks pshutish mikra, the simplicity of things, like an evet pashut that simply looks to Hashem as the master, without necessarily understanding the 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 uh, spiritual nuances of it. He's not looking for any personal gain. He focuses more on fulfilling the will of Hashem, and that's why Rashi doesn't see v'hay Hashem lilulikim as a part of the avoid of the neshama, but rather as what the neshama needs in order to be able to fulfill its ultimate purpose.